0: So I'm going to start it fresh and start with homage to the Buddha. <speaking in Hebrew> Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa. tassa bhagavato arahato samma namo tassa bhagavato arahato So i've been reflecting on the the practice and how it how it transforms us and you know often well, we can, some we can begin from different places. Sometimes we begin our practice just really seeing the the difficulty of life, you know, and suffering, and that sensual pleasures only give us very temporary gratification, and there can be this kind of sense of of uh, frustration or world weariness, <clears throat> and we want to find a deeper truth and a and a greater freedom that isn't reliant on. Getting what you want, because after a while you realize getting we realize getting what we want doesn't do it for very long, and so it can be that can be the motivation to, for us to start practicing, and and it can also be that we have an unexpected, what might be called a mystical experience where we see a greater reality than we are used to. Uh, various ways that can happen. So either of these can be the catalyst to kind of get us going on the path, and then uh, you know it can be that for a while there's uh, you know we, we're not really although we are our effort is essential on the on the pra- in the practice and on the path we can't make things happen you know we can't say okay I'm gonna I want to get I want to get this state and i want to have this realization and i want to you know get to this stage you can want it and you can put things in place and it may or may not ripen in you know sometimes things ripen very quickly and sometimes it takes a very long time so those things are out of our control imagine chai used that image of planting a mango tree in thailand as you plant the tree and you tend it and you protect it from wild animals and then it grows in its own time and it bears fruit in its own time and those fruit ripen in their own time and that's not really our business so it's like that with the practice you know we we put the the causes and conditions in place and we keep taking care but we can't decide like i want this at this time it doesn't work like that and you know there is this, I want to call it, a mysterious process of of transformation that happens as we practice. So, um, you know, we have basic character and tendencies and so on, but as we as we practice, uh, we're we're learning to let go of the. The agendas and the strong personality drive—you know—that isn't what's guiding our personality. Isn't what's guiding our practice. It's uh, it's wisdom that that guides the practice, which is both very personal and completely impersonal. It comes through us. You know, the wisdom is arising through us, but it's not who we are. It's not something we can give. Call me. And the more we practice, you know, if it, like there can be this strong doing energy at times, doing something in, in order to get a result. Sometimes that's needed to, to get us onto a new course. Uh, but at some point that's got to soften and open and instead of doing and trying to become, we are Cultivating and, and making space for wholesome qualities to arise. And you know, we guide those. So like the Brahma-viharas, metta, Karuna, Mudita, Upeka, the qualities, the heart qualities, you know, they need some care and they need to be generated. And then as they're generated, they're they're transforming us. And and while so if you if you're practicing metta and that metta is that loving kindness is very strong and that benevolence is very strong, we need to get out the way for that to happen. So on, on one hand, there's a there's a intention and a attention and a focus and and are taking care, and that it that ignites and supports the quality of metta to arise and to be sustained and then at some point there's just metta so it's at some point we could explore uh, not being the one who's practicing metta but just allow the metta to be being metta and it's a little bit like it reminds me actually of, of when I when I was learning to swim, which I might have said a few times already, but uh, learning to swim and being afraid of, of didn't trust that I could float in the water, and then going to the out uh, to the sea with my family, all my older siblings swimming and me pretending to swim because I didn't want to look like I couldn't, but I actually couldn't, and then my mom noticing that and saying, "Let me, let me help you," you know. So she's holding under my tummy. So I feel supported and I'm learning how to paddle my arms and legs. And then at some point I notice that she's over there and I'm here and I'm still, oh my goodness. And then oh it's it's working. So it's a bit like that with the meta practice. You know, we we think at the beginning we think we have to do it and we need certain supports and it's got, you know, we don't trust that this quality just will have its natural Radiance, its natural energy, and then at some point we, we recognize that it's happening, even though we're not putting in all that effort. We're not making it happen. So learning to to trust and let go in the in the practice, it's always a balance, you know. Because if you let go too quickly, then it can just be sort of mindless wandering, you know. But if you if we keep doing for too long, then we miss the the beauty and the vastness really of the potential of the practice, which is which is beyond our little me and mine story. It takes us beyond that. And each time that we're cultivating presence or any of those Ramagihara qualities, whenever that's Whenever that's, whenever these qualities are being generated within us, they are, it's like we're, we're, we're strengthening those energy centers or that, or that potential within this being. We're strengthening the possibility for meta to arise. Not so that we can be a very kind person, even though it, that does help that. That's not really the point. It's, it's that we're, giving over this strong sense of me and mine and doing and becoming and who we are in the world. We're giving that up in order to be emptiness, compassion, kindness, wisdom, responsiveness, clarity, love, you know, these qualities, and they—they are—they are qualities that shine through us. Beautiful when that happens, and they—and it's a lovely experience, you know, to not have to be the one doing things, but to allow those or universal qualities to to be to be uh, running the show, you know. So, so whenever we're cultivating these qualities, we're, it's like we're we're putting aside the the personal story for a while, and we're just letting that greater truth live through us. And it might be in just in a tiny way; and it might be just a little bit, you know, and that. And the story is very strong. You know, for some people, the story is very strong. You know, a very strong story of me, who I am, what I'm allowed to be and what I'm not allowed to be. And people even sometimes feel guilty about having, you know, beautiful experiences, expansive states, oh, but that's not really who I am. You know, but I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm from this kind of background and I've done these things. and No, that's not right. I, I shouldn't be able to. That's not really who I am. And it's true. It's not really who we are. And yet, is the story who we are? The story is just a story. And it's always limiting. But the Buddha encourages us to generate these limitless, these, these states that are limitless. And the Brahma-viharas are limitless, without boundaries. They're, they're, they're radiant, they're limitless, they're... They go beyond the small story of me and mine and self and other. And, you know, wisdom, quality of wisdom, it isn't limited by by any story. It, it, is, a, it is a clarity that arises in the present and that illuminates the truth of the way things are. So these qualities that, that the Buddha encourages us to Cultivate. They they take us beyond the small story of of me and mine, and they actively transform our experience. So they kind of transform who we are. It's quite it's quite fun when we let that happen. So I, I think it's very important to know that and to ex, explore and you know, what gets in the way. What gets in the way of those states of letting go, freedom, expensiveness? You know, what are the stories that you tell yourself that, that keep a, a nice, safe, small, known package going? And what's, what would it be like to open that up? Take a few lines out of the story and make room for a more spacious unfolding. So, you know, we have to begin from a place of actively intending and putting in effort and repeatedly. At some point we can explore Letting go of that effort, letting be, and allowing a greater spacious quality to arise. So I think this this uh, spaciousness and expansiveness is a very very important part of the practice. Um, you know, there are, it's, it needs to be grounded. Ethics, sila, and uh, embodiment—you know, embodied awareness. So, like as I'm speaking right now, I'm very aware of my body, my feet, legs, buttocks, hands, back, back of the neck, and voice. You know, I'm very aware of. You know, so, so there's embodiment, but it's an embodiment that isn't isn't stuck in a story of doesn't have to be stuck in a story of separation and smallness so grounded while opening and you know in the in the four foundations of mindfulness the buddha points to this practice of noticing what's internal and noticing what's external and noticing what is both internal and external so when we're breathing the breath, there's there's internal, there's air and also space internally, and there's also air and there's also space externally, and then there's both internally and externally. And then when you start to explore like that in the meditation, where there isn't a strong, where you're not necessarily seeing your, you know, you're not looking in a mirror, you're not seeing your physical appearance, and you're not concerned about that, there's just the actual perceptive awareness of how it is to be here. And then this experience internal spaciousness, external spaciousness, spaciousness both internally and externally, it's the same. And you can do that with all of the elements, earth element internally, earth element externally. Both internally and externally, it's the same. Earth element, water, heat, air, space, consciousness. You can go through the whole thing. So it's, it's exploring the you know the in a way that the um it's a bit of a story that creates this very strong sense of separate individual self. So this is to be understood for oneself, you know, it's like I can say it and you might say you might agree or disagree, but it's to be explored and understood directly by oneself. So I wanted to offer that today and then we can have some time to uh, explore that, discuss Q&R.